0: Imagine how much better it'll be on your wedding day if you aren't rushing around, like if you're not like feeling like you've got your head chopped off and you're like trying to chase it, you know, like, because that's not what we want for your wedding day. That's not the expectation that you should have leading into your wedding day. And it's probably one of those thoughts that's quite misleading, I suppose, in traditional that, oh, your wedding day is so busy and you've got to do all these things. Well, no, it's not.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, mate. It has been a while since I've seen your face. How are you? G'day, Tim. I am well,
0: mate. I'm so bloody excited to be back. I don't know if we're calling this a season or what we're doing, but anyway, we're back. We've uh, we've had a few weeks off, yeah, we uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 been a bloody busy time, hasn't it? Uh, we have been. Working pretty hard behind the scenes for, I guess, not only Make It Epic, but Mad Ashley Photography, Bubba Visuals. We've probably seen and spoken to each other a fair bit over the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've but, seen your face uh, <laughs> quite a fair bit. Quite a fair bit. But um <laughs> look, we're just we're we're getting some stuff done. Um, trying to provide some value for y'all. And you know, it's uh it's been a journey, right? Like there's been We've really started to like build a baseline, you know, learning new things, providing more value in more ways, and you know, in ways that we didn't think that we could until we just started diving into it. But let's give a bit of a uh, background into what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, mate.
0: Well, talking about diving in. Did you? Can you believe that it's been by the time this episode comes out, just over. One year since we launched our first ever episode, and far out. I feel like we've come a long way. I said the other day to my uh, the other day to my to my wife, I was like, "Oh, can you believe it's been a year for the Make It a Big Wedding Podcast?" And she's like, "What? Where? Are you serious?" Like, she was blown away. I'm probably blown away too, to be honest. And. I feel like we've come a long way in the podcast world. Man, do you, you remember that first episode? We press record and we're like, oh, shit! Like, what are we doing now? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were dropping the F-bombs in the first, like, 10 seconds. And I'm pretty sure the first sentence was like, I don't want to shoot f and weddings <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it's been a transformation. As you were saying, then. Like, it's opened our eyes up to a lot of, I guess, different things, different opportunities. It's really changed the way that we run our businesses too.
1: Yeah, for sure. I found a new love and appreciation for what I do in the creative arts and found a love for talking about how like, my experiences can help elevate those around me. It can help elevate couples planning their wedding day. It can help vendors, you know, build a business around them that suits them, that's aligned with their goals as well. It's exactly where this conversation is heading, right? We started as two mates just, you know, too many things to say, and we're like, you know what, let's just let's just press record and see what happens. And it just goes to show, right, if you honestly have a passion for something, if you believe in something, if you love the work that you do, just follow your dreams. And we had no idea what we were doing, clearly. We still don't, really, to be honest. <laughs> We're still just winging it one day at a time, but it's pretty
0: bloody awesome to think about where we have come from and, uh, you know, like it's it's only been a year, but in the podcast world, that's a fair while, you know, like this is probably episode 46,
1: I think, 47, something like that. Anyway, we've done a lot and we've had a couple of weeks off, obviously. So overall, it's been, it's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Like obviously we've had some, had some breaks between, you know, like Christmas and mid year, but I feel like hats off, mate. Well done because... (laughs) We've a been back. pretty good at i suppose the consistency of getting a podcast out each week
0: <laughs> while still shooting and while still shooting one is <laughs> and got kids now but like i've got a kid since we started this and uh you've still got your two girls obviously you yeah, know yeah, still still got them <laughs> yep they're still around <laughs> still there. Keep, keeping them alive for another year <laughs> but yeah like it's it's definitely something that uh you know we never th- probably thought that we'd get to this point because the statistics really fight against the old podcast world. You know, I think
1: most people, most people who start a podcast don't get past 10. So yeah, we've done all right. We didn't do this to to make money. Like that wasn't like our driver. Like we really wanted to not just start a podcast. We wanted an avenue to have about, have a chat about the things that we are passionate about and the things that we think we can help elevate in industry. The things that from our experiences, we can help you plan a wedding because we don't think weddings should be stressful. We really don't like, and as a creative business owner i i don't think it is like business is hard Bus- business is difficult i'm i'm not going to lie like it is it is a hard road and like just like exposure therapy you need to be exposed to the elements of running a business to be able to thrive in this industry you really do but you can always leverage those around you that are where you want to be um and i think that's that's really where we've started to grow in an area in making sure that we can help elevate an industry That's treated us so well. Absolutely.
0: If we just said that little spiel to our wives, they probably wouldn't listen to us anyway and tell us to shut up. So, you know, it's (laughs) my wife's so (laughs) over it, eh? (laughs) Yeah, every time I I go and record, she's like, oh, are you talking to Tim again? (laughs) Thanks, Jess. uh, You're (laughs) off the Christmas list this year. (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose let's just tell everybody. So if you've been following along on the socials, you probably would have heard already by now. We have finally launched A Make It Epic website, which, mate, it looks freaking sick. I'm very, very excited about it. It's probably something we've needed to do for a long time. And the aim, I guess, for the website is not only just to kind of tell people more about Make It Epic, but also to spread the love and to, uh, I guess, help you out there with some resources down the track and things like that. There's not a whole lot on there, I suppose, in terms of that at the moment, but it's coming.
1: Yeah, it will look, it was important for us like not to not to just have a plain website. Like, it needed to be epic. Like, it really it needed to be epic. Well, um, there was no doubt about that. But we wanted a website that had the ability to to really like showcase who we are, right? Showcase like who we are, what we do, and you know, it's going to be a platform. We're going to give away a lot of a lot of free resources for those planning their wedding and also for those building a creative business. Absolutely, and. I guess the other, before we dive
0: into the other aspect of the website and what that looks like, maybe let's just tell everybody the the super exciting news that we have in terms of a partnership that we have probably been really keen, like when we me and Tim started this podcast and we thought about getting sponsors or you know partnerships and things like that on board, this company was probably pretty high up on the list of yeah. trying to get them on board and trying to see what we could do with them.
1: Do you want to let everybody know- who this company is. Yeah. So look, i want to make you wait a little bit longer, but before before we say before we say who <laughs> <Teens>. it is. <laughs> yeah, tease you a bit. I, it, it was important for us, like when we like partnered with brands and pre-on sponsors, that they aligned with our vision, right? They aligned with our values. We wanted to make sure that they offered value to our audience and it's not just partnering with anyone that's gonna provide a dime. It's making sure that the businesses that we partner with are light and, and really provide value to you guys because we would rather pay for the podcast, you know, make sure that we're spending which our we own do. money. Which we do. Yeah, this, look, the, to be honest, podcast is pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Running a podcast is not cheap, but we do it for the love. We do it for the love. But a couple of weeks ago, we got our good friend, Chris Garbix from Studio Ninja, who was co-founder of Studio Ninja, on board and we chatted about a crm that has provided us provided us a platform to manage all of the admin within our business and when they asked us if we wanted to come on board as an ambassador of course we said yes of course we said yes because it's a brand it's a business that we know we love and we trust and it's a business that Matt and i have a lot of experience in like we've both built our businesses um and we write our businesses using that platform That makes our life so much easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And anybody who isn't using a CRM, like we've spoken before on the podcast, they're missing out, to be honest. There's a lot that they're missing out on and it's really hard to run your business effectively without something like Studio Ninja. So. We are bloody stoked to jump on board with these guys and become affiliates and have a sneaky little discount code for you guys. Which not just any sneaky discount code. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good one. So it's a fifty percent off the first year, which we are absolutely stoked for you guys. If you're in Australia, like that's a good hefty. I think it's about one hundred and fifty bucks discount or something like that. You get, which is amazing. So um, definitely worth checking it out. And if you want to use our code, it is MAKEITEPIC50. You can find that in our show notes, which we will leave uh, below. And yeah, look, we are super stoked because these guys are amazing and we love Student Ninja, if you haven't noticed already. But... The value, we... yeah. the value does not stop there. This is Tim with Tim with his car sales little rep going on. He's all excited. He's doing a little party dance over there. Because as Tim said, yeah, the value doesn't stop there. And me and Tim were like, oh, it's all well and good to give you a 50% off discount or whatever. It's kind of cool. But I remember that I had a sneaky discount uh, when I started. It was like 20% or something like that from somebody. And I was like, oh, it's cool. But it took me a long bloody time to work out how to use Studio Ninja, to be honest. And us as creatives, we don't always have a lot of time up our
1: sleeve. No, we, we definitely won't. We definitely don't. And yeah, you know, it's important when we became ambassadors, we didn't want to mention it straight away because we wanted to make sure we can provide as much value as possible. And as Matt said, it's a steep learning curve. Although Studio Ninja is an amazing piece of software, it does take a little bit of time to understand the features around it. And you know, as business owners, we are time poor we're overworked. We're stressed. Oh, some of us is stressed. I've got a pretty, pretty good routine. I'm not too stressed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speak for uh, yourself. My, kid, my kids are sleeping <laughs> through the night now, so I'm good. Yeah, my night. not But we wanted to make sure we can provide a way that we can actually teach you how to set up your Studio Ninja from zero to pro. An absolute newbie from zero. Send it all up. We're giving all of those who sign up to Studio Ninja with our code a free 17-part video series that walks through all of Studio Ninja. How to set it up completely. Every single setting you need to start getting clients through the door. How about that? Wild. So just to reiterate, that is our first course we have
0: ever done. So we are pretty stoked for this. So yeah, this is an online course for you guys. If you use our code, we will give it to you for free so that you can level up your Studio Ninja game instantly and you know, if you've never used it before, it is perfect for you guys. So definitely keen to get this out to the world. We were, as we said, it's already live by now. And maybe some of you have already been using it. Who knows? If you have been, we'd love to definitely hear your thoughts because we're keen and we've put a fair bit of time and energy into making this happen. And we're, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty lost for words. I feel like I'm I'm like a proud I don't know proud 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 dad but proud business owner like right now of the fact that we did this and it's like super out of our comfort zone too I suppose in a sense of like it's not something we've done before me and Tim sat down for an entire day in front of the camera and uh, you know recorded and had a bit of fun with it so it's definitely
1: something new and we're pumped we did we did so oh mate let's uh let's jump in so what are we talking about today oh mate today we
0: have got Something that I feel like a lot of people will resonate with and something that, I don't know, like no one wants regrets. So today we're talking about three regrets from past brides or grooms or couples that we have worked with. And it's something that I suppose we talk a lot about on the podcast in the previous episodes, but we're just going to break it down
1: for you. Three super quick points about the regrets that they've had. It's an interesting one, right? Because you don't want to regret anything on your wedding day. Right. it is nah. it is a massive day you're planning up to a year year and a half you know two years two years imagine planning for two years a year and a half and having a regret about something within your planning process after the winning day it's pretty sad and as a vendor sometimes you can you can actually see this happening before it happens <laughs> right
0: yeah I suppose that's the that's the pro to us having experience and seeing it all before Maybe like, uh, this is just pulling this question out of nowhere, but um, have you, don't use what we've already kind of like our three points, but did you have any regrets on your wedding day or like, you know,
1: between you and Kate? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did. I don't think it's, I don't think I can share them on the podcast. (laughs) I'm trying. Yeah. Look, there's probably definitely a few. Like I got married pretty young. We still spent probably 40 grand, like on a wedding. So like I got married when I was like 25 Fairly young, right? 25, fairly young. I didn't have too much of a, like I had an input for sure. Grooms have an input. I suppose back then like, I was like, yeah, Kate, okay, like you make the decisions, that's fine. And for us, we didn't necessarily choose vendors that aligned with the type of wedding that we wanted. And a and big one is I didn't have a videographer at my wedding. Matt, do you now we rave on about client experience a little? And do you want to know the golden nuggets behind my client delivery system? Uh, not really, but anyway, I know you're going to tell me, so shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. But uh, you know we're all about levelling up our client experience. And if you're still delivering wedding films to your couples with Google Drive or Dropbox, then you really aren't giving them the best experience, are you? And this is why I use VidFlow. It's a pay-per-use online platform that allows you to deliver on-brand websites with your very own domain for each of your clients while still being incredibly affordable and vidflow is accessible on mobile desktop and my absolute favorite feature is the fact that it links to your smart tv so your couples can watch their winning film on their own big screen and with all that effort that you put into your film you really want to ensure your couples can have the best experience possible so use our code make it epic 20 for 20 percent off your vidflow yearly premium membership How's that? Wild, wild. Look at you! But at the
0: time, you were, as I said, twenty young, and uh, weren't really, you weren't really, um, <laughs> you weren't really <laughs> thanks, mate. You, you weren't really like at the time uh, shooting weddings and things like that. So it was something for you. That was something quite new. And yeah, I think shooting, yeah. but not shooting weddings.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like twenty-five is too young to be shooting weddings. To be honest. Oh, that's
0: a that's a big
1: yeah. uh, that's a big big uh, yeah. call right yeah. there.
0: Sometimes because. So there are people out there that are quite young shooting weddings, and yeah, I, yeah. sometimes it's not about the age, it's about the
1: maturity. I'm not gonna, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I think back them, then, but... I was probably just, I was just way too immature back then at, 20, at 25. <laughs> I still, I still am a big kid, to be honest. Yeah. Standard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, uh, from from my point of view, I remember. Well, I, me and my wife kind of had a sticky situation because we got married during the COVID time. So, yeah, that was fun. So we had we had a 80 or 90 person wedding plans and had to end up doing like a 30-person wedding six or seven months after the actual
1: date itself yeah, was down. meant to be. Thanks for the invite, mate.
0: Yeah. My wife, I'm just ignoring you because <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> but I remember uh, Jess was saying like she regrets us not maybe waiting a bit longer just because she couldn't have everybody
1: there that she wanted there. Yeah, that is a tough one. I think like, that's it, yeah. it's probably it's, a, it's a weird situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if you got married in COVID times, like that definitely put a an added stress to planning a wedding. But also, I think it affected the day quite a fair bit as well.
0: Yeah, because I feel like now, especially when like there's some people getting married still, like that are friends of ours that were meant to come to our original wedding that like we couldn't have at our wedding and things like that. So it it does become a a hole. Yeah, it's a bit (laughs) sticky situation. Anyway. Soz, but you know it's just the way the world was back then, I guess. So I don't know. Like that's something quite, yeah. In terms of a regret, it's not. I don't know if it's a regret, but mm-hmm. it, it's the something that it, you know still plays on people's minds. I, 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 you know, if we can eliminate some of those things, you know, during the podcast and things
1: like that, we're all about that. So let's dive in. Number
0: one, number, number one, mate. Number
1: one, it's feeling rushed on your wedding day, and it's it's something that I hear so so much, right? So so much because you know for all my couples after i delivered the wedding film i you know i sent them out a blog and i want to ask all these questions like how was the wedding day what was your experience like throughout the wedding planning process what was it like on the day and what what's your experience now like after you've come back from a honeymoon life is married life is beginning you know you've spent all that time planning a wedding what are the main like regrets that you do have and you know it is pretty common like feeling too rushed on the wedding day you know there's no time to eat, no time to drink, you know, no time to pe- potentially do the things that they wanted to do. And it's sad because it could be avoided, right? Yeah, absolutely. And
0: it's also one of those things where you could be missing something, like, having some time with each other. You know, you don't want to feel rushed on the day. Like for me, I, I always recommend to couples, like give yourself some sort of leeway throughout the day and at a different parts of the day, because if you're giving yourself that leeway, there's always time up your sleeve. And on a wedding day, time is your best friend. It can like hundred percent, it will make or break your day. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. So if you're not thinking about the time, you know, and, and some of these conversations and some of these thoughts, like they really start from day one. And we are massive, I guess, fans when it comes to the planning situation and making sure you're really like prioritizing what I guess, values you have in terms of like time and in terms of like what's your negotiables and non-negotiables and what is it that is important to you guys. Um, For me, number one, 100% would have to be time. I want to have time to breathe, to do things that I want to do on the day without feeling like someone's chasing me around, getting me to move to the next thing.
1: Oh man, like that's one quick way to just become so, so stressed. (laughs) And it's why we have a heavy a heavy hand in building out your run sheet. It's why we have a, a heavy hand, you know, in like planning our couple's wedding because we want to make sure that there is enough time spread out. But we also want to make sure that we're doing the things that align with you, right? And a lot of the time, which is really interesting, like now compared to like a year ago, is that I'm telling couples to skip some of portrait time, to spend more time at canapes and during Cocktail elf. I think that comes with
0: experience though. Like not every photographer, not every videographer is going to be out there and not every couple out there will want that for them no. either. no. You know, and that's definitely a case by case basis. And I think as we progress in mm. what we want for our couples and how confident we are in getting the shots we need and things like that, it's going to change the way that we shoot. You know, there's plenty of photographers out there that you know, they want hours on end and that's okay because that's what they want. And obviously that's been something that's been chatted about in pre-meetings and things like that with couples in the lead up to the wedding. But for us, we're definitely on the same page when it comes to, I guess, minimalizing that time away from guests, but still making sure we're getting good quality content for the couple too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it comes down to storytelling and I, it's my favorite part of the process because I get to make creative decisions that align with who my couple really is. like what are the things that really make them unique and how can I incorporate that into you know into their wedding film. So how can I create those shots? but also how can I help elevate like the film, help elevate their day by doing like these things and recommending that they plan their wedding or they do certain things within their day that align with would be, best for them. And it's really interesting when you say things like, well, if you want to spend some time at canapes, maybe we can spend an extra 10, 15 minutes at sunset. And maybe for those 10 minutes, you know, like you can just have some time to be alone and completely just decompress with no photographer, no videographer around would still obviously be somewhere creeping, but <laughs> we give them some, t- some time alone. And you know, sometimes it's just like their eyes light up and I think I can pick which couples would be best suited to that now, just yeah, because yeah. of the experience in doing this for so long. But, you know, every wedding is different. Every couple is different. <laughs> and it comes down to your personality, like, you know, <laughs> what's important to you, your negotiables, your non negotiables. We really should do something about personality, how personality affects your wedding planning, for sure and then
0: writing notes down the space. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's
1: it's so true right
0: um, yeah 100 and you know like i think that it's not even like for us to be able to create a better wedding film or you know for us to create better images for you guys it's actually for you guys to enjoy yourselves you know like imagine how much better it'll be on your wedding day if you aren't rushing around like if you're not like feeling like you've got your head chopped off and you're like trying to chase it, you know, like, cause that's not what we want for your wedding day. That's not the expectation that you should have leading into your wedding day. And it's probably one of those thoughts that's quite misleading, I suppose, in traditional that, oh, your wedding day is so busy and you've got to do all these things. Well, no, it's not. And at the end of the day, there are opportunities for you to create a wedding day that is actually something that you want and that is uniquely you. And if you are doing that, uh, you know, your photos, your videos, your entire
1: day will be so much better for it. What's what's Matt's golden nugget here to make sure that you don't have a rushed wedding day?
0: I think I said it before, but like just give yourself like half an hour during between ceremony and reception. Like give yourself an extra 30 minutes there and maybe even giving yourself a little bit extra time in prep. For me, I find that and, and and prep, prep, especially, not uh, no offense fit. to hair and makeup, but sometimes those things can just take a little bit longer than planned for. So like, I've been saying a lot like, lately to try and uh, suggest to tell like couples to tell their hair and makeup artists just to finish that a little bit earlier. Um, and they can stick around that touch, like that little bit longer if you want the shot of like, you know, the fake makeup or love the that hair man. shot. But like, they're probably like, in terms of timing, they're my two big
1: yeah, must do. That's That's a really interesting one for prep though as well because like i i personally feel like if you rock up to prep and you can see that you know everyone's running around like, like it's chopped off like it sets like a tone for the rest of the day and you can't like and that's like it's really hard to get out of that that energy yeah so just be aware please we, want, we, want, we want everyone to have you know have an amazing wedding experience and like it's really easy for stress to creep in and anxiety to creep in when you are so rushed. Oh, 100%. And it's unnecessary. Yep.
0: I think we've definitely covered that point. I think the next one kind of rolls
1: off really nicely. So number two, what are we talking? Number two is about yeah. rush decisions, right? So number one was about like being rushed on your wedding day. And number two, we're talking about like rushed decisions with the decisions you make during your wedding planning process, you know, a year, two years in advance. And it can be a tough one because, you know, being, ma- being engaged is exciting. You want to you want to rush into your wedding planning. You want to dive straight in. You're like, yep, I've been thinking about this for years and years and years. I've got a venue sorted. I know what vendors that I want. And, you know, I think it's important just to take some time and enjoy enjoy a bit of time just being engaged. You know, you have a Absolutely. You- Don't necessarily like rush into yes wedding wedding vendors do book outs like quite in advance but what's worse is actually booking the wrong vendor yeah absolutely and it's and a, having it's it's the
0: pre- the pressure around that is no one wants to book the wrong person but the pressure around like you or well, i guess the the misleading pressure maybe in the industry is that you need to book stuff 18 months to two years in advance i would say that's unnecessary i would almost go so far to say that more like a year in advance kind of is more realistic. So anyone telling you 18 months to two years is probably too far away, unless it's like a rad destination wedding.
1: Yeah. There's some months in, what's it now? It's August, you know, and there's some months in, at the end of next year, I'm already completely booked out. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't happen every single
0: year. No. Do you know what I mean? No, it does And it's only for those popular dates. Like anything with like, <laughs> you know, 11, 11, you know, whatever it was. Or, you know, 22, 11, 22. Or yeah, you know, yeah. any of those ones that have like like matching numbers and people are like upset. I don't know why I went straight to November then, but I did. But anyway is that
1: isn't that your anniversary?
0: Didn't you get married in November? No, I did not. So that stitched me up like that. Okay, I got this. That's my birthday. That's my birthday month though. So uh, you know, just remember that one. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, look, it, it is an exciting time and I feel like as soon as you're engaged, everyone has an opinion on weddings. Everyone, how, how <laughs> many times? How many times do we go to like um,
0: expos and people are like, oh, we've been engaged for three or four weeks, you know, or something like that? Um, and they're like, and we've already locked in all of these things, and we're like, Whoa. <laughs> like <laughs> oh man, oh man, <laughs> yeah. I I would say that it's definitely something that you can enjoy a little bit longer if you've just got engaged. Like, try and just take a big deep breath, enjoy that time because it's probably the shortest period of what I don't know what the word is, but like you know when you're like uh, you're dating and then you're engaged and then you're married, like what's that? <laughs> What's the, what's, you know, you know what I mean? But you know what, what's the terminology for like, do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I, would, I don't know where, I'm, well, I don't even know where I'm going with well, that. But, yeah, we're we're um, back to episode one. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I'm trying to say? Like in a sense of like, if you're, when you're in, like when you're dating, no, but like when you're dating, you're dating for like a few years and then like you're engaged. Typically, you're engaged. Most people are engaged for like a year, maybe Ugh. 18 months, and then you're married for forever. Like that engagement period, I suppose, is something that's a little bit unique because it's not something that it happens for a long period of time. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like enjoy that moment, you know, enjoy that pre-wedding goodness. I don't
1: know if that made any sense. But, <laughs> well, uh, do you know yeah. Do you Thanks know the, to to my uh, TED Talk. <laughs> my, uh, my golden nugget, right? Golden nugget. Oh, yeah, give me a golden, golden, golden nugget. All right. If you want a stress-free wedding planning experience, be the groom. <laughs> that was a dad joke. That uh, was good. Can I can I
0: can I can I make some uh can I make some music, like a little clap for you or something? Is that possible? Oh, I don't know. I'll just go yay. oh hang on, maybe I should do this. I'm trying to click go live, but it's not working. Anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> that was just yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. That's it. I don't down. know if That's you can hear down. that. Hopefully
0: you can all hear Tim getting a clap from, <laughs>
1: yeah, from the audience. I'm getting a clap from the <laughs> audience. <laughs> but
0: I think the other thing as well is that like, you know, when it comes to these rush decisions and when it comes to like, I suppose like the wedding planning itself, we all are trying to please everybody. And I think that sometimes rushing these decisions, you know, like we're feeling pressured from outside sources, meaning family members, you know, parents, aunties, uncles, cousins, Best friends, like they're all trying to give their their two cents because they're excited you're now engaged. And sometimes that can promote the rush decision making more, which can lead to regret down the track because of those
1: pressures. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly think it's really important to, you know, sit down with your partner and, you know, just have a, take a bird's eye view and see, you know, what are the things that really are important to you both? Start work from there. Got like locations. Yes, you're going to start with your venue. Then you're going to move through like a certain like key list of vendors, but try and figure out what is the overall theme and vision and vibe of your wedding, right? Choose vendors that align with that. Choose a location for a venue that's is significant to you. Do you want coastal vibes? Do you want, you know, like bush vibes? All these things, all these aspects really come into play and you're piecing it all together. You're combining different vendors and they may or may not work before. You may have chosen a vendor based on the recommendation from a friend or a family member who used them 15 years ago. We always say, like, it's, it doesn't matter who you book and what service they provide. As long as, you know, like you judge them for not just the quality of their work, but also like, who are they as a human, right? Are they there to elevate your wedding day? Are they there to not just be a vendor, but be part of your wedding experience? And are they, are they a nice person? <laughs> like, do they suit the vibe and the vision that you're after? Absolutely. You need to get on with the person you
0: have. And if you don't, there's something wrong. Make sure you... Fix that. <laughs> Do you know uh, what I mean. Whether that means hanging out with them, whether that means talking to them more often. Me and Tim are massive fans of connecting with our couples and yeah. making sure that our couples feel comfortable and having chats with us. And uh, it's an important part of the process because. We do spend a lot of time with you on, and I suppose in the lead up and on the wedding day itself. I love it. I do love it when couples really like are invested and choose vendors because of their how much they genuinely want them there. And I know that sounds crazy to say that because you should, everybody you're picking to invest in, you should have that want. But sometimes there's couples that just take it to the next level, (laughs) which I'm uh, I'm all about. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Love it. Uh, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the next one, and you touched on it before in uh, I suppose the regret for your wedding, but and because you are a videographer, let's just let's just dive into this one. This is a massive, a massive topic. Let's touch on it briefly, maybe yes, Tim. Okay, yes. just briefly. Yes. Uh, so it's not getting a videographer for your wedding, Boo. and you know obviously Tim being the videographer in the house, he will have his strong opinions about it, and I probably have those probably similar opinions also when it comes to not yeah, having a like, videographer. It
1: would be it would be good to get I suppose get your opinion from get an opinion from a photographer, but if I go back to 25-year-old Tim getting married, I suppose like yes, I knew I knew about videography clearly. I was I was shooting, I knew about it, but I didn't want a slow montage of my wife and I kissing for 5 minutes. Like that's that's not what I wanted and I didn't see, I didn't find any videographer that suited, you know, what I wanted. I didn't, I think we met with one or two and it just felt off, you know, and it felt like it would be competing against photography and like, yes, it's a regret I have now. Like I would have loved to, you know, hear, you know, the audio from my grandparents on both sides, which I've lost all my grandparents in, in that type. So it would have been amazing to get footage of them. would have been amazing to hear hear that. But I don't think the question is, should you get a wedding videographer? I think the question should be, how do I find the right wedding videographer for me? And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's like how I like to tell stories. I'm not for everyone. I don't try and market myself to everyone. And I want to make sure that I'm only shooting those couples that see the value in my work And that's really appreciate, you know, the type of video, the type of film, the type of storytelling process that I will provide for them. So when we sit on the chat all the time, don't we? Like, should I get a wedding videographer? Should I get like, you know, will I regret my decision of not getting a wedding videographer? It's a really difficult one. And it happens so often, but like, it comes down to like, what's important to you? Yeah. And I feel like sometimes the regret that people get,
0: it's last minute. Like a lot of the people, especially like some of the, uh, facebook groups and things like that like the the regret around not having a videographer is a last minute regret and they've realized when it like and then it's almost too late to get somebody that's going to align with you and your vision for your wedding and you kind of just got to get whoever's free and if you are sitting on the fence you don't want to be in that position you don't want to be in that position where you're month two maybe three months out from your wedding and you still don't have one and you kind of wish you had one and Like, yeah, sure. I suppose at the end of the the day, maybe something's better than nothing, Uh, but you have uh, to know that your, I guess the level and the quality of videography you're getting may be
1: limited because of timeframes. Yeah. And look, that's, it is a problem with creative arts is that it it is a low barrier to entry, right? You know, you can pick up a camera for for quite cheap. Anyone can market themselves as a videographer, as a photographer and, you know, there's a wide range of variability within videography, especially within videography, because it's such a unique skill set that you need to have, right? There's so many factors within videography that make a good story, that make a good film. And, you know, that is why we have such a wide range, right? You can have videographers, rounds that's, you know, $500 to $1,000 a all the way up to like fifteen. you know, I know some videographers that are charging up, it's like $18,000, $20,000 dollars right which is crazy but that just shows you the wide variety of skill set within filmmaking
0: yeah and there's still a wide variety in skill set in every single craft don't get us wrong we're not saying that videography is the only one that has a wide range of no but this question sets. is why should i get a video what a video but specifically like when it comes to video like the range uh i suppose between a let's say $500 or $1,000 or $2,000 videographer versus say a five, six, seven, dollars $8,000 videographer is quite large. And I would definitely say if you're out there and you're thinking when, you know, like if you're sitting on the fence about it, sometimes, or not even sometimes, I would say 99% of times what you pay for is what you get. And so, I would challenge you to really try and look at some videographers out there, whether it's you know uh, someone that's two thousand dollars, you know five hundred dollars, whatever it may be, and someone who may be on the more expensive range, and try and compare the pair. You know, try and really see what yeah, exactly. you're getting from them. Uh, listen to the quality. What's um, your experience you know? like? Yeah, yeah, it's all these little things that do count. And I think the ones that are charging more, obviously, their service is a premium. They are going to hopefully deliver you a better product. you know at the end of the day, I think you need to invest in good products. And if you're not investing in good products, you're going to regret that
1: also. Yeah. your wedding film, just like your photos is an heirloom, right? And it's a, it's an investment, but it's an investment that pays dividends and over time, you know the value of that product becomes more valuable. all right? So it is one day, one day in your life that it holds such a significance. That in 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, when you look back on, you are not going to think about the price you paid for a videographer. All right. Likewise for the photography. OK, you're going to look back and you're going to, and all you're going to think of is the emotions, you know, that are going to fill you watching those moments back. OK, so really, how much do those moments mean to you? And from someone that didn't get videography on his wedding day, I've been married eight years now. And it is it is pretty yeah it is pretty heartbreaking. I don't have those moments to go back on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that
0: at the end of the day, like you know, you need to take into account how much money you are spending on all these other components of the day that only last the
1: day. Yeah, that's right. And like videography is not for everyone. One hundred percent. I suppose we're just highlighting like the the significance of of what you know a videographer can bring, but a videographer is definitely not for anyone, but when you are asking the question, is a videographer right for you? And are you gonna regret not having one? You've really got to like think, like, I think you really know the answer to that. You know, and a lot of the times it does come down to budget constraints and budget concerns. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's difficult to put a price on on your memories. It it really is. It really is. But hopefully we've provided a little bit of a, you know, tip of the iceberg. I think this is something that we can probably definitely dive on in a in a separate episode. I do have a lot more to say on it. I do have a lot more to say. <laughs> I can see his brain ticking over there. But
0: I, I think that we've probably, for today, we've said a lot when it comes to like these regrets and things like that. Maybe just so we're not being so negative, Tim, what is one part
1: of your wedding that you were bloody stoked that you did? I I am so, so absolutely happy that it was a day that for us, we wanted a big party for our family and friends. And it was that plus everything, plus everything more, you know, we had, we had a huge party, that party on for the night. you know, we had a, like a really cool venue that we could stay up to, I think it was like 1am or something, which is pretty cool. And we got to, part, we got to party with our friends throughout the night and that's, that's what we wanted. That's what was important to us. And even to this day, we're still on a, we're still on a high. We still have the most amazing memories like from, from our wedding day. What about Emotional. you, mate? What Love about it. you?
0: Even though we had a smaller wedding because of COVID, we were stoked that we got to do the ceremony and canapes at Jess's nan's farm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. So that's where Jess's pop was born. Pretty wild. Damn. And lives on the farm, unfortunately passed away on the farm. So it's pretty crazy, the full circle that he did. But yeah, we got to like have photos like on and around the farm and in the paddocks and stuff like that. And in some sheds that he built and him and his dad built. So that's pretty going back a long way. And wowza. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. The other thing I think I loved as well was the fact that we really prioritized having an early ceremony. Me being a photographer, I wanted to go to a lot of different locations. So we prioritized that early ceremony to be able to do all the things we wanted to do and still get a good sunset in and everything. Probably had for our guests way too much time between the ceremony and the reception to be honest but for us we got actually photos in every spot we possibly could so yeah definitely loved that component of it for sure i
1: I think it might be to be a bit of value for the audience so how how much time did you have between your ceremony finishing and your reception starting so we had a one so we got married in september so it was still like daylight
0: is daylight savings when it gets dark Early, anyway, that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we're on on such a roll. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so we had a one thirty ceremony, um, and the reception started at six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, but a lot of time we had we had canapes in between, so in between ceremony and reception on the farm. So we had family photos, canapes. We hung out with our guests for like half an hour. Forty five minutes. Did you rock up and everyone was drunk when you come back from photos? Nah, not uh, no. Nah, well, there was there wasn't that many people. There was only thirty five people there, and like yeah. majority of them were families. So, yeah. you know, so in that sense, it was pretty cool. Everyone got to hang out at the farm until it was time to go into town, and we just had yeah, we had dinner at yeah, nice, a man. restaurant. Very very nice. It was good. So yeah, look, definitely something that um you know, if photos are important to you, I'm not saying like it probably goes against everything we've said so far in a sense of you know. Let's like you don't have to go away for ages. You don't have to have photos for ages. For me as a photographer and like, you know, my wife knew that I was keen on having good photos. I made sure I took the time to enjoy
1: that. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, we hope this episode has provided, you know, a fair bit of value for you and open your eyes up to some of the regrets that couples do have. And unfortunately, it's it's just the nature of the game. There is regrets um in life, there is regrets in your wedding. But if we can elevate that and you know shine some light on some of the more common regrets that we do see and help you avoid making them, then this uh this is worth it. And we really hope it does provide some value for you guys. Absolutely. And make sure if you're
0: intrigued about checking out our new website, make sure you go and do that. Give it uh give it some love. Tell us what you think. We would love to hear from you guys. And as always, we're also still ever keen to hear from you if you want to leave us a review you can do that i think apple podcast is the best place to give a review otherwise you can just give us some love on spotify too but yeah we we love being back recording again we are super keen to be dropping some golden nugs and some good valuable content to you guys each week and we appreciate your support and uh, we're stoked. If you've been one of our OG listeners, been around for a year now, That's uh, give yourselves a little pat on the back. <laughs> but until next week, we will speak to you all
1: then. Bye. Bye. Hey, mate. Are you sick of the plain old written guest book that you'll never, ever read again? Yeah, absolutely. I actually don't think I've seen mine since my wedding night, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I've seen mine either, which is really interesting. But imagine capturing your guest voices with a retro phone that's a bit more epic and receiving all the recordings as an online gallery. That sounds absolutely amazing. Imagine all the like, different voices you'll get
0: to uh, hear from everybody. Some of the, the drunken ones and then also grandma maybe leaving you a, a
1: cute and romantic one as well. Sentimental voice memos from nan and from family members and then just imagine the boys giving you an absolute roasting. That was so good. Well, check out Off the Hook. Use our code MI50 and get yourself a sneaky $50 discount.